this is it. The wait is over. Ninjas vs. Monsters is coming to DVD and video on demand. In the UK on January 26th on DVD at Amazon.com and wherever you stream movies. Then on February 3rd in the US, Ninjas vs. Monsters explodes onto DVD. For exclusive offers, go to ninjasvs.com or go to iTunes, Xbox, Comcast, PlayStation, or wherever you rent or buy movies. If you're a Trek-Off fan, that DVD has Justin and Alexia doing a Trek-Off commentary right there in the DVD. It has Alexia in a starring role. It's written and directed by Justin. You should really go right now to ninjasversus.com and check it out. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today, yeah. how are you, man? How are you? I am doing all right. Getting good craze. My feature's so bright. I, I gotta know, wear you, shades. What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know. You've never heard that song? No, what is that? I'm getting good grades. I've gotta wear shades. My future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. I don't know it. With you. you are fucking with me. You know that fucking song. Everybody that song. knows that song. Who's that they grew up in the eighties. I don't fucking know, man. It's the song. It's the it's the song it, about the sunglasses. T Rex. I don't. Was, it, was it in a movie? And is it by Aerosmith? No. Then I don't know it that well. No. <laughs> Come on. Only, that, I, that's why I know that. Like, don't want to close my eyes. Song so incredibly well because it was both in a movie and it's from Aerosmith. I get it. I can't even. I can't. I can't do this with you right. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot of Psych, which I love that show because it speaks to my 80sness. Like yeah. I'm clear that the guy that like writes that show or one, you know, the main guy on the show is like totally like grew up when I grew up. So like, I think you'd actually really enjoy it because a lot of times they'll like have an episode where they'll just be like an homage to a genre. Like it sounds like everything I've heard about the show is that it's really really funny, but then occasionally it ha- it can hit serious notes too. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely. You know, I love that. And like I said, it like like one of the episodes is like totally like a. uh, um, It made me think of you. Um, The one we're about to watch makes me think of you, but I haven't seen it yet. That's obviously going to be an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my god! Um, And they did one though that was um, an homage to The Shining. Like and, oh, the, and the cinematography, and like they'll change even the opening music to like fit. It's I mean. So as, a, as a filmmaker, you would really enjoy it. I think that stuff. This is so as funny. Well as I, I, I do. I, no, it's funny you should bring up Nightmare on Elm Street because I've been doing press for Ninjas vs. Monsters um, this whole week. Uh, and I've been doing interview after interview and after, after interview. And they keep asking, what's your favorite horror movie? And I feel bad not bringing up The Blair Witch Project as my favorite horror movie because Ed did that movie and he you know, did ours. And right. I feel bad not bringing that up. But the fact is my favorite horror movie is a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's the one where there's an evil supernatural force. So all the people who are kind of nerds and not really don't really have any ability to fight them suddenly kind of magically get the ability to have superpowers and then they use their superpowers to fight the evil supernatural force. It's not like that had an influence on the ninja series at all. At all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
so so I've been doing press for uh for for that, and they asked me that. And there's this one, and I forget who it was uh, that that did it, but they like have pictures interspersed throughout the article. And they have our poster and some pictures of us, and then this giant Nightmare on Elm Street three poster. And I looked so hard on IMDb on IMDb to see if maybe that article would be the most recent reference to a Nightmare on Elm Street three, so we could be the top of that article just of IMDb for Elm Street three for just like a second. Oh, right. It would be like such a win moment for me, but it has not yet happened. Um, but this is not an Elm Street podcast. This is a Star Trek podcast. Well, it is. And as such, as we have so recently, uh, or, or so often recently, um, we have a guest. We do. And this is so exciting because this is something that uh, um, often our guests reach out to us or we have a connection or whatever. And, and in this case, uh, we all saw this article on Facebook about this thing that's going on. Um, and we all were like, that's so cool. That's so cool. And it was, I think it was Mr. A who was like, we got to get this guy on this show. <laughs> cause, 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 um, I'm going to let him talk about it. Um, because this is, uh, something that maybe sh- like when I talked about this particular event that we're going to talk about to my wife, uh, I was like, Hey, this guy's trying to get this thing done. And she goes, that's not done yet. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, nobody's done that yet. <laughs> it's that. It's that. It's it's that on the nose. It's that obvious of a thing that should have been done. It is the it is the thing that is missing that needs to be there, and I gotta hear about it. So, Mister Jonathan Ike, welcome to Trek Off. Thank you for having me. So, tell me about this. I gotta know. Um. Uh. And and our audience has to know what what exactly are you trying to do? Trying to build a a life-size statue of Captain Kirk for the state of Iowa. And as anyone who is listening should know, um, pardon me for crunching, I'm such a terrible podcaster. As you were talking, I threw a goldfish into my mouth. Like, not a real goldfish, but like a pepper charm goldfish. (laughs) And I I thought you were going to talk for like a second longer and I'd have time to swallow it, and then you didn't, and I'm like, shit, I gotta talk. (laughs) Crunch, crunch. Um... So uh, anyone who's listening to the show should know um, that Captain Kirk does not just work in outer space or just I fuck the joke up. I fuck the joke up. Um, he's from Iowa. That's my point. He's from Iowa. He's from Iowa. Um, so uh, bring us bring us to like what made you decide to do this? Because it's such a like it is one of those obvious things. Like you would think that this had already been done. Yeah, I so, was certain it had. You know what I mean? Like I was I was positive that that was already a thing. You know what I mean? Tell us the story. Well, uh, it goes back to uh, seeing Star Trek for for the first time. And uh, being a kid in Iowa, uh, proud of being from Iowa, uh, seeing on the screen uh, Captain Kirk saying, oh, I'm from Iowa. That was, you know, an earth-shattering moment right there. Uh, (laughs) And that, you know, it's like, yeah, this this great character, Captain Kirk, from Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you know, that that's something that's always uh, I've always kind of taken with me, and uh, it's been kind of a point of pride that yeah, Captain Kirk, he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so how does how does that become you know from seeing Star Trek you know Star Trek Four to here we are in 2015 going going you know what. We need to build a statue. Like, how does that come about? Um, well, a couple of things. Uh, one, um, my brother, dad, and I, uh, we've been kind of kicking around ideas for uh, 
things like the statues and monuments and, and whatnot uh, for Iowa, uh, fictional and real uh, alike. And uh, it kind of just kind of gelled when we heard about uh, Wizard World uh, coming to Des Moines. Which that's, a, this is, that's a giant comic book convention, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, a lar- it's the largest kind of pop culture comic convention thing that's come to Des Moines uh, uh, in a long time. And uh, so that, that was big. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are getting excited about that already. Uh, they announced the guest list, and William Shatner is going to be uh, one of the guests. So uh, this was something that was just kind of um, uh, just uh, just an opportunity just waiting to happen. And uh, we realized that we don't really have this is this is all this greatness. We don't really have a proper monument for the man. On paper, uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty solid, uh, but we've got a major hurdle uh, to overcome. That that's our uh, financial goal. All right. So of, yeah, so uh, that's that that's what I want to talk to you about. Is that 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 I would imagine that getting a statue made is in and of itself an expensive proposition. I mean, you get, somebody's got to make it. It's got to be cast out of metal. It's got to be. It's like that is that it needs to. I mean, stand, you want it you know, to last, I imagine. But, you know, like it has to be there for hundred years. You know that's yeah. that's that's the idea. But then, how? Like who well, do you get? Two hundred years. Who who do you get to? <laughs> who do you get to? To to say that you can have it there. I mean, like yeah, I was gonna say, like, like how do you get the permission? Like, and where do you find where they're like, yeah, you can do that here if you can afford to build the statue. Like, how does that even work? Um, well, it's kind of the cool thing about this is that uh, because what it is, uh, it's a, it's a really just a matter of who wants it, and that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're kind of leaving it right now. Um, our goal is to have the statue built, uh, unveil it at Wizard World, uh, and after that, it's really up to whoever. Do you have do you have some interested takers like going yeah no, there we'd love there to. there are people there are people um, who have expressed interest some of these places are kind of a wait and see if the statue does does come into being uh, they would show they would uh, go further on it what they're getting is essentially a seventy five thousand dollars statue for free all right so lead, lead us through you say seventy five is that your is that your Kickstarter goal seventy five thousand dollars. Yep, that's that's uh, our kind of our bare bones minimum uh, to get this built. And what is the end of your campaign? It is the, the end of the campaign is February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. So if you love Captain Kirk, show him <laughs> to love on Valentine's Day. So we're we're recording this on the nineteenth of January. This will probably be up in the next couple of days. How far along are you so far in your campaign? As of right now, we're twenty six days out. Um, and we're we are less than one percent uh, to our goal. And then the statue itself is going to be uh, very unique in how it's uh, produced. Uh, we are going space age with uh, the final product, and it will actually be three D printed. Uh, and then uh, it's going to be uh, coded. Uh, with a metal uh, coating, it's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a oh, that's it's, cool. That in itself, it's kind of it in itself is kind of a unique process. It's uh, it's kind of closest that you can get to painted on alchemy, 
because uh, it will be a, it, it's actually a metal that will bond to the surface. Um, it's a, it's a kind of a process that they use a lot out in Vegas. Uh, a lot of those those gold statues and facades and everything like that are actually uh, high density urethane foam really? that is covered with this with this metal stuff. Uh, it's cool. it, very it's super durable. Well, so then yeah. you don't really have an artisan that's like because in my mind, what I see when you say you're building a statue, like my <laughs> brain conjures up like Leonardo da Vinci with like a little, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> dig, 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 dig. So you don't have like. <laughs> You made so me I, drop my microphone. So I presume then that you don't have that. Um, are you? So how are? How is the three D printing being? Like, what is the the base for that? Is someone actually designing the? You know, what's being three D printed? Are you guys taking some kind of a like pictures and and making three D mold from that? Like, how does that part even work? The well, uh, we're we're uh, in the process of uh, modeling the the statue itself right now. Um, we've actually had a, a very early rendering on our Kickstarter page. Uh, I was actually in the process of working on it uh, before you guys called up. But I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I, it's just cool enough an idea. I think that that it could gain traction, and that's one of the reasons we want to have you on. Is that like it it's it's one of those ideas that a I want to see it made. And right. I'm like, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to throw a few dollars into it. Like I'm, I'm a little short after Christmas, but you know, I, I got two kids. Um, but like, I'm, I, like I, I throw a couple bucks in to go, you know what? I helped get this thing made and now it's there and it's there forever. And like, that is exciting to me as a concept, but like, let's say, let's say I was a, let's say I was a greedy fuck. Cause I can be, um, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what sort of rewards do you guys offer up for? Yeah. I feel like I'm doing an ad. Hey, Tell us what kind of rewards <laughs> that people can get. Mother well, here's, here's, <laughs> well, here's, here's kind of the cool, cool thing. Um, we were put, we were kind of throwing around numbers earlier, and uh, we came up with uh, an interesting figure uh, that if uh, it would only take uh, 1,701 dedicated Star Trek fans to, to donate $45 or more. And we'd have this thing funded. Wow. See, that's not much. One, one seven zero one fans. Oh, I get it. Forty five dollars. <laughs> we'd, we'd be funded. We we'd be funded. We do have spaces on the uh, statue. Two of the plaques that are going to adorn the, the base of the statue will have names of uh, our top three tier of uh, donors. Oh my gosh! Uh, what, do, what do I need to give to be on the, right? the Captain Kirk chat? Like, what do we? What does it need to say to like just to go Trek off Trek off podcast Trek off podcast? What does it take to get to get us on there? To get on to get on the uh, plaque is is a uh, is a thousand dollar donation uh, to to get on on there, uh, and then no, uh, I don't have a thousand dollars. If you guys listening could just get together a fund to get something on there that says Trek Off Podcast, I'd be very grateful. Alexia, can you give me one, please? <laughs> That's please. cute. If I, have, if I had that much money burning a hole in my pocket, I would totally get you one. I would totally really get you would. one. That's Let's so get sweet. each other one. <laughs> 
So look, I want you to take me back, man, because 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 uh, I mean, I think the thing that I want to know is is why Star Trek? Well, tell me your history of Star Trek. Where take me back to why this show appeals to you? Because that's I mean, that's important for me to know. I I was a kind of a, a latecomer to Star Trek. I, as a kid, I, I was aware of it, um, but it didn't really hit me until like late '80s um, with the Next Generation. Uh, I was yep. I, I I was actually I was actually a huge fan of reading Rainbow, and I remember there was there was there was an episode episode where Loire, uh does a, does a show on the behind the scenes of Next Generation, and uh, that was kind of a catalyst. It was it wasn't it wasn't uh, too much after that that I just got sucked into all the goodness of Star Trek. And, do you have uh, a, do you have a favorite? Like there have been five series, and then you can sort of count the the new Star Trek as the sixth. I and mean, I think the fact that he's, that he's trying to make this statue is is tacit agreement that the uh, original series is the best. But you can go ahead and answer his question. Have it not be your favorite. I mean, that's okay. It's okay to say something's the best and not. Have, let's just say that's the best one. But it what is. Would you, what, Nick, would you, yeah. what would your favorite? Um, well, next generation, you know, is always going to have a, a real. Uh, you never forget your first love. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, there, there's so many great things about that, and, and a lot of great memories uh, associated with it. Uh, I really had gotten into the original series as an adult. Uh, that there, there's just, a, I mean, it, it is the the beginning. It, it is. It's uh, the prototype of everything Trekdom, and uh, what. They generated, especially in the first two seasons, uh, was something really, really uh, intense. It's, well, you know, uh, it's interesting you should say that because in this conversation, this extended conversation that I'm having with Alexia, I would say that I'm I'm starting to think that maybe Star Trek: The Next Generation, in many ways, did not age well, and that's an interesting thing to think because it mm-hmm. goes back to like there's that great line in the first Wayne's World movie. That where where Wayne goes, much like Star Trek: The Next Generation, in many ways it is superior, but it will never be as recognized as the original. And that's, <laughs> and that's always that's always the way that I thought of the Next Generation. Like this, the original, yes, you you give it credit for what it did that was new, but Next Gen did it all better. And I at would... the time, it maybe seemed that way, but I have to say, I have to say that the Next Generation is. There's something about it, and maybe it's because I've seen it so much, and I've seen I've only seen the the original series. There are episodes of the original series I've seen once, and there there are some that maybe I haven't even watched all the way through as an adult. Stop. Um, that's not okay for the record. Well, that's and that's wrong. the thing. Well, here's the thing, though. The reason I never watch Next Gen because is because when I when I flip through and I've said every reason in the world why I watch DS9, and I don't need to go into that again. But the reason I don't watch Next Gen is often I'll flip through and I'll go, I feel like I've really seen that one a lot. I feel like I've really seen that one. And I, just, I can just flip through every single one and go, eh, I just feel like I've really seen that one a lot. And so I'm even finding myself watching, when I do watch Next Gen, I watch like the shitty Next Gen episodes that I only watched one time, like Masks. You Stop. know, like <laughs> Osaka is waking. Um, <laughs> um, but like, but, but honestly, because I, as much as I love the best of both worlds in the inner light, like I've seen those. Like Here's a lot. the thing, that even though Next Gen 
is is a good show. Like it's a great show, and I'm not saying that it didn't improve on some of the stuff from the original series. What what it doesn't have, right, is what the original series to me will always have, which is that magic that yeah. that that they just they have their own like you know mojo, but like it just cannot compete with the trifecta of perfection. And it always feels like they're, and, to me, it and, feels like they're trying. Yeah. And it always feels like they're cultivate. trying to cultivate it or and they're, never quite and they it. just can't like, they just and it's always, and, and let's, let's be clear. Next gen is best when they're not trying to cultivate that. And when they're telling an awesome Picard story. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like when they're like next gen, next gen can be as good or better than the original series. When it's like the inner light, my favorite episode is Picard and like nobody else. It's just like, mm-hmm. look how awesome, but look how great an actor Patrick yeah, Stewart is. Yeah, it's pretty much, check out Patrick Stewart's awesome acting. Being like, insanely and that, You can't awesome. go wrong with that. You really can't, because it's because um, he's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like, um, or, when, or when you're really getting the sense that you didn't get in the original series, which was, look at the seven of these guys. Look at the family, as opposed to look at the trifecta. When you're like, get the real sense of the whole ensemble, that is much more... A next gen, and I would say the original series mm. movies, especially the later original series movies, yeah. also have that feel. They do, um, yeah. But when next gen tried to be like, look at Picard and Data and Worf, it did seem it did seem forced. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's not as good. And Which I just think why- it's it doesn't it doesn't it can't do the stuff that the original series did is the thing. Like it continues, but like that's the difference. It continues. Right. Like you have trouble getting past like the, you know, the special effects and the 60sness of it or whatever. And it's like, well, now I have trouble getting past. And it's so interesting. I'm so glad at first I really bristled against the reimagining, the revamping of the original series and the like new effects that they added. But now I'm really glad that they did it because the new effects on the remastered original series looks better than the effects on next gen on Netflix. So on Netflix, yeah. the original series looks better than Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, you I think in some ways. Like you look at the at the first two ep- first season especially, and you, there's a few moments you go, "Ooh, that's really '80s." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it seems it seems really dated in in some ways. Well, even even though that the uh, original series in the '60s and and a lot of the, the bright colors and kind of some of the trippy uh, costumes, it's like. I'm fine with that for for some reason. Yeah, it, it 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 still feels fresh in in many aspects. Yeah, I think the thing is that like any one of them, like all of them, are going to age, right? Like so, at some point, they're going to show when they were made. Like that's going to happen regardless. I think the difference oh, yeah. is by by being the first, by being the groundbreakers, by being the ones that created this the you know special sauce. Like you can endure that better you know well, what I, mean? I also especially, i also think sorry go on jonathan oh especially when 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 they do mention things things you know of scientific uh subjects that there's some things that uh as uh we're catching up to these shows that they, they oh, really? suddenly seem painfully outdated well and that's why i think that both the original series and ds9 are kind of ageless i mean ds9 does not seem 80s or 90s especially once ds9 gets into its run it just doesn't seem of an era to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and 
yes, the original series seems very 60s, but it's gotten to the point now where when I was when I was a kid, the 60s were 20 years ago. They were passe. You didn't want to go back to the 60s. That's, that's, uh, look at the crap effects. Look at the crap acting. But really now, mm-hmm. really now you go back and you go, that's a... All of a sudden, that's a stop. I mean, I love that. I just happened to have watched uh, the DS9 episode Trials and Tribulations. I'm really starting to feel the way that Dax felt about it. With yep. like, like it is not that it was an old '60s thing. It's that's, that was the style a hundred years ago. That's just what it yep. was. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to feel that way. Whereas Next Gen does feel very like you know, you know joy, great joy, and <laughs> and happiness. And I'm gonna have some chocolate. I get just it's a, I I kind of share I kind of share Q's assessment of of everything that that the that the Enterprise D did wrong at the end of of all good things where he's like like and what have you done you have squandered them allowing Troy to to engage pedantic psychobabble you know it's like there's <laughs> there there is there, I would say probably like a good season and a half worth of episodes that that's just true for. And I would say that that I am starting to get, you know, I'm getting courted a little bit. I'm getting seduced by the original series. I haven't watched it. And I'm getting seduced when I'm I'm in the middle of season five of my DS9 rewatch. I think my next rewatch is going to be the original series. Fuck I got yeah! It. Yes! I, I think that's going to... Yeah. And I'll throw this out there, too. Um, in terms of, of the spinoff series, uh... I would almost say that in terms of getting the, the or recapturing the kind of the spirit of the original series, uh, in a lot of ways, I would have to give that to uh, Enterprise. Yes, you know, when, whenever, we do, whenever we do shows, sometimes when we do live shows, uh, occasionally when Alexia says something that makes me angry, I storm away like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's just mad because he knows it's true and he can't handle the truth. No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> can't handle Enterprise. the truth. Enterprise is good. I love everything you're love trying love. to do, Jonathan. I love everything. Thank you, Jonathan Ike, for being on the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I got my finger on the hang-up button, sir. Uh, look. It's no. okay. Justin always gets this way when people just side with me because I'm right and he's wrong. No, you don't have to feel bad about it. Here's the thing about Enterprise, man. I, it's like When it was on the air... Especially seasons three and four, I was I was a big fan. I did like it a lot. Um, but Air I'm a- Prime right there. I mean, I, I when people are, I tell people if you didn't like Enterprise, watch Terra Prime. And if you don't yeah. like that episode, <laughs> there's good then- Enterprise. There's good, and and even as as harsh as I am on T'Pol, because I am harsh on on her. You are. Um, the Vulcan the, the the Vulcan Homeworld episode with Tapau um is really good. Mm. I mean it's really, really good stuff. Um and I and I have to admit that again, season four got so good. Um and I am faulting a lot of Enterprise by its shitty two seasons that had the first two seasons. And yet when I talk about Next Gen or DS9, I often say you gotta get through the first two seasons before it gets really good. Exactly. And it's a shame <laughs> that Enterprise, in the case of Enterprise, that accounts for half the show. Yeah. Um, they just didn't give it the shot, you know? The TV um, execs were wrong with that shit. Man, I hope they make a new one. That's just another story for another day. Oh, no. Um, I'm scared. I'm so scared. Based on the things that come out on TV nowadays, I am so scared. There's some really good stuff. 
I mean, yeah. some of the stuff yeah. really good. There like, is. let's get the producers of Gotham on that because you know what, Gotham's cool. I have um, a little, little ray of hope though is that CBS seems to be really embracing the original series. You know, as opposed to like, like Paramount, which is embracing the Abrams verse. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing, man. Yeah, CBS, I know you're listening. I know that the head of CBS is a giant <laughs> Trekoff fan. Trekoff fan. Um, listen, man. Listen, everything, no matter what else you're thinking, this show prints money. It prints <laughs> money. You know what this show is? It's a license. It's an ATM, man. It's an ATM. It's printing plates. That's you what make, it is. <laughs> you, make, you make a show that it doesn't, like, I don't want to say it doesn't have to be a great show because I really want it to be a great show. But even if it weren't a great show, at the, at the, it, like, at the rates it costs to make science fiction these days on TV because it doesn't cost that much, a Star Trek-based show where you have a set, like, a, a fixed set, man, you could do this show for very, very, not cheap, but inexpensively, and you get some good writers in there. Because people are eager to do it, the show is just going to make a ton yeah. of dough. Think of the merchandising, think yeah. of the books, think and then, of the, the, and then you just you do the female captain right, and you have me player, and then you've got <laughs> and, and I'll and I'll direct it, and then you've got someone who's not asking for a lot of money. For yeah, seriously, right? I'll show on that shit. I will show. Them. Listen, <laughs> what if there were ninjas? <laughs> Trek ninjas. Trek ninjas. Trek so, ninjas. Hashtag Trek ninjas 2015. <laughs> Can I have Daniel Ross play every role? Um, <laughs> so, uh, listen, man. Um, uh, before before we let you go, um, I wanna I, I wanna talk seriously just for just one second um, about like what a cool and 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 unique opportunity we have here with the idea of a Captain Kirk statue. Um, this is, I mean, this is truly could be history. I mean, these guys got a long way to go, man. They got, they, they got $74,000 they got to make. Um, but if they do it, if they pull it off, if they get it out there, you're going to have a place that you can go. And that is the Captain Kirk statue. And you can go, you know what? I did that. Yeah. I was part of that. And what other fucking show with fans can say such a thing? Like, what other show is is worthy of such a thing? Don't let Rocky be the only one. You know what I'm saying? Yes, other than Rocky. No one's ever done that. Don't let Rocky be it is what he's trying to say. But, you know, if you go fucking look at that Rocky statue, how awesome would it have been to go, you know, that statue alone is iconic. It's gotten so meta the statue is in the movies. Like, like <laughs> I think know, about right? it. Think about that. Just marinate on that for a second. <laughs> and think about this. Let's say it's up somewhere for twenty five years. <coughs> and let's say let's say that, that the the city that it's in eventually goes, you know, I don't want the statue up anymore. You know what's gonna happen? That statue, that's gonna go to some comic convention that's it's all it's always gonna be there. It's always gonna be there. There's always going to be a line to see the fucking Captain Kirk statue. <laughs> always. Oh, in a hundred years. Yeah, when no. you're when your kids, when your infant kids have grandkids, there will be a line to see the fucking Captain Kirk statue, and you could have been a part of it. That's the truth, man. Yeah, that's the fucking truth. So where do they go? Totally. Do they... Yeah, where do and, they go? You know, and you know, oh, um, well, you can search uh, for uh, Captain Kirk uh, statue on Kickstarter, or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/slash Kirk statue, and you can follow the link there. Um, 
but yeah, the, the, this we're, we're really we're not only celebrating the character uh, Captain James C. Kirk, but we're uh, celebrating uh, the vision of Gene Roddenberry and what uh, and the wonderful rich universe that he created that has inspired so many people around the world. No, yeah, all the technology, we, like let's get, let's get, like think about it. All the, all the tech that we have these days, so much of it is inspired by Star Trek. Like, let's take it, let's take it even one step further. Right? I say this: there are going to be a lot of people out there who go, you know what? I can't give more than five dollars, or I can't, I don't even have five dollars. Fine, search this thing out and put it on your Facebook page, put it on your Instagram, yep. put it on your Twitter, put it out there because it's not going to take much for it to gain traction this was just some random article about some random shit happening in iowa here we are in washington dc and we heard about it and that's only the beginning like if you guys because you guys are across the country you guys are across the world our listeners and we love you to death this is a great opportunity man this is like like i think i'm doing an infomercial and i don't want to because that's not (laughs) our show but like this is so weird and cool and like 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and you you mentioned the five dollars, and and you think about it. Uh, even if you have if you if you have only five dollars to donate, that's you know, we it would take fifteen thousand Star Trek fans five dollars to fund this. And I think, I think there might be at least that many fans out there who uh, would agree that this has to get done. Make this go viral, man. Anyone listening, make this go viral. If you listen to other Star Trek podcasts, tell them about this and get them on this. If you know Star Trek websites, if you're on those message boards, let them know about it. I mean, that's something you can do. Like, if you don't have any money, do do five minutes of legwork. If you don't have $5, give five minutes. Do five minutes of legwork anywhere that you're, like, listening to, like, on boards or whatever. Let them know about it. This is a worthy cause, I think. I think it's worth other than supporting our film, which you guys did, which you guys are awesome. This is a worthy cause. Um, so let so let the world know because I think it won't it won't take much for it to go viral. So help it catch on. Um, Jonathan Ike, thank you for being on Trek Off. Thank you for having me, guys. Um, and uh, we always let uh, our guests steal. We have so so many guests recently that she hasn't been able to say her own line. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we always let our guests end the show with uh, with Alexia's famous line. Trek off, bitches. Can you tell our bitches to trek off, please? Okay. Uh, can I do it with a fake uh, accent? You can do it with I'll a fake accent. Watch. That's fine. <laughs> All right. And uh, trek off, bitches. Very good. So you just finished the episode, and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more trek off to put in my ear hole, to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of trek off. It's free. Just go there, trekoffpodcast.com, or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use, or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook, where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com, trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and trek off.